You are listening to The Black Landscape with Andrea Spearman, where Black excellence is always trending. Hey, welcome back. I am your host, Andrea Spearman, and this is The Black Landscape, where we engage with emerging and established Black leaders here in the San Francisco Bay Area. I am a light-skinned Black woman with my dark brown curly hair, currently in a half-up, half-down style. Today, I'm wearing my black and brown glasses and a red t-shirt. We are here with special guest, Ashley Jemison. Please describe yourself to the people. Hey, everyone. Um, So, yes, my name is Ashley Jemison, and uh, I am a dark chocolate young lady individual (laughs) with uh, some beautiful faux locks just kind of hanging out today. And I've got a... uh, little denim shirt on and uh yeah i'm just hanging out with andre here today so i'm looking forward to have a great time yes we're so glad to have you here and i want to tell a little story to the people before we get started so back in february of this year 2023 i ventured out into the world (laughs) to this place to this event called a thing to talk about And it was an evening of games, trivia, laughter, and performances. And specifically, this amazing saxophonist, Ashley J. And I was so impressed by her virtuosity and just fun spirit. So, like, Ashley, how did you get involved with A Thing to Talk About? That's actually really an interesting story. So, I got connected with Wid actually funny enough through Instagram. So for those who don't know who Wit is, he is actually the creator and founder of A Thing to Talk About. And he had a vision to basically bring a platform for Black artists and not just Black people. I mean, of course, other people come in as well, but he wanted to create a space for Black people to be able to show their artistic side, whether it's through visual arts, performing arts, and various different um, facets of, of creativity. Wid actually hit me up on Instagram in my direct messages, and um, he was like, hey, you know, I was thinking of, you know, you know, booking you for an event. And, you know, I just wanted to see what you thought about it. And to me, I was like, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking it's just, you know, some, you know, backyard event or something like super chill. And um, next thing I know, you know, we have a conversation and he kind of, you know, explains to me what he had in mind and what he was envisioning for this space and this forum. And they had already had an event, um, literally about like the month before. So he kind of gave an overview of how that went over. And so he wanted to bring in a music element. So we met up at uh, actually at Cafe Colucci and I did like a little audition for him. So you can kind of hear, you know, what I bring to the table. And I mean, really the rest is history. I mean, it's kind of built a really great personal and business relationship with Wade. I mean, he's a really great individual. So it's just been a fun ride and um, I'm interested to see where it continues to go. Wid is a very special, amazing person. Absolutely. <laughs> as I, yeah, as I've gotten to know him, he's been great. And so, for you, like, what have you since the beginning? Because now you're you're a resident. You have a residency with this with this continuing event. Like, how have you seen it evolve from like that very first performance to now? It well, it's changed 
I would say semi-dramatically um, because going from a small space where you probably can fit in max maybe like 30 people. And I mean, that's really like scrubs together, you know, to then, um, you know, going down to downtown Oakland and now at Cafe Lakeview where there's space to spread out. I mean, the amount of people has that actually a 10 has increased. The amount of entertainment that he's bringing to the table has definitely changed. And I think that by having a mindset to say, I'm not going to be stuck in this way of doing things. I'm going to listen to other opinions. I'm going to try and see what um, what works and maybe uh, what doesn't work and, you know, kind of make that change and switch where need be. And so I just kind of really appreciate how it's kind of just been constantly transforming and really kind of trying to take on its own like identity. And, you know, it's, it's really just still kind of discovering like what a thing to talk about is and really it's, it's a thing to talk about. So (laughs) that's what kind of my take on it. Yeah. You know, you're a thing to talk about. You're a person to talk about (laughs) because you're so fabulously talented and, you know, let's back up a little bit. Tell us about your personal history. Like when did you first get involved with music or know you wanted to be a musician? I would say that wanting to be a musician probably goes back to the age of four. So I grew up. Four? uh, Yeah. I didn't start playing sax at four, though. So (laughs) uh, my parents were very much involved in the church. My dad was Mm -hmm. a minister of music, and he played keyboard and, and organ, and he would teach music. And my mom was a singer in the choir, and my grandfather was a pastor at a church. And so... It, it really went all the way back to my, my parents are originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And so the reason why they had made it out to California was my grandfather moved out this way, wanted to start a church. And so he needed a musician. So hence why my father came. And so when they had me, my grandfather had bought us a keyboard. And I would say us because I have, I have two sisters, um, one older and one younger. I'm the middle child. And uh, he bought us a keyboard when I was four. And so I said in my mind, I was like, I want to play piano like my dad. And so I never had formal piano training. I just, you know, started making up songs and singing along with them. So once I got to, let's see, about the fifth grade, that's when you can choose what instrument you want to play in school. And so my older sister, she decided to play the flute. And I was like, the flute is just, it just, it just wasn't hitting for me. (laughs) Like I needed something that was just a little bit more interesting. So my mom asked, well, what about sax? You want to play the sax? And I said, yes, that's it. That's what I want to play. And so I guess I would say maybe about a couple weeks later, my mom went to a music store and she went and got me a sax. And it was kind of on those, one of those like um, rent to buy kind of programs. Cause she's like, I'm not going to know if you're going to stick with it. So <laughs> we're going to see how it goes. And little fun secret. My mom used to play saxophone um, back in her college days. And Come on, mom. <laughs> yes. And so um, she actually taught me my first notes before I even got to my first class. And literally at the first note, I was hooked. I did not want to put the thing down. And after my first day at school, I come home and I'm like, I'm going to practice sex. And so I pull out my sheet music and I'm just trying to learn everything. My dad had to tell me, Ashley, put your horn away and go do your homework. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, nope, I want to play, Papa. I want to play. It, it really was real serious, but I I took a really big interest in it right out the gate, and I would say that it's the me and Sax has just been kind of inseparable ever since. I love that. Yeah, and see, you come you come from a family of church folk. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're all ba- all Baptist folk. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, them church musicians. That's how. That's how you know that you've been truly trained, because they, there's no training like church training, like ba- black Baptist church training. No, oh, absolutely. You, sometimes you gotta just think of stuff on the fly. Somebody starts singing a song, mm-hmm. and you better figure it out in, in about less than a minute. Okay. Don't 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 don't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And actually. I didn't start playing in church with my sax until probably about two to three years into playing the saxophone. So I think my dad was trying to give me some time to really kind of get my footing and my grounding with playing the saxophone. And so when I got to middle school, I started playing in the jazz band. And in jazz, that's when you start to learn how to improvise and do those kinds of things. And so he would hear Mm -hmm. me practice and he's like, one day, he had to go down to the church to go and practice some songs. And he's like, grab your sax, put your shoes on. Let's go. I was like, where are we going? And so he's like, just come on. So I grab my sax, put my shoes on. And we go down to the church. He just starts playing some songs. And he's like, okay, play along with this with me. And that's just kind of how I started to really build my ear and start to really understand how to apply the things that I hear in my head to the horn. Yeah, it's amazing the things you can do when you have such a strong support system, such a strong relationship of in-house training. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if anything, you know, um, I think when anyone is, uh, doesn't matter what music, what instrument that you play, because um, my dad was far from a saxophone player, like he keyboard and organ, that's what he knew. But he mm-hmm. did know that, you know, when you're playing sax, this is this is kind of what I'm looking for. This is what I expect it to sound like. And um, so he really, I would say, was kind of the driving force that propelled me into kind of a different world as far as playing music. And it was really helpful even going from middle school into high school and playing in the band because I would say, and I'm not going to say that other kids didn't have the same type of musical experience, but taking what you learn in the church and then being able to then apply it into your school studies, it's like as if you went from a level five to a 10 exponentially, because being able to (laughs) understand like chord changes, being able to hear certain things, it just clicks differently. So it it made Mm -hmm. the world of a difference. Absolutely. And so right now, we're going to take a short break to catch up on previous episodes of The Black Landscape. Download on Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, and Google Podcasts. When we come back, we will hear more from Ashley Jemison and talk about her album, Resilience. back with Ashley Jemison. So aside from live performances, you've had some recorded music, an album called Resilience. Tell us about that process. Absolutely. Resilience actually kind of was birthed out of kind of a troublesome time in my life 
I went through a battle with breast cancer uh, about uh, now almost four years ago. And but this wasn't my first time. It was actually my second time. Mm. So the first time um, that I got diagnosed, I was about, gosh, like 26, 20, 25, 26. Um, so I was pretty young at the time and extremely scary time period. During that moment of going through it the second time, I would say after going through it one time, I was like, you know what? I got this. This is, we're going to be good. I'm not even going to stress about it. I'm going to get through it. And I, I will say the second time around was definitely a lot more brutal because the treatments were definitely elevated to another level that I did not have to do the first time around. And, but out of that, came resilience because while I was going yes. through chemotherapy and um, radiation, I, in that moment, I said, you know what? Music is my outlet. And so I figure this is the time that I can really put what I think on a CD form. And even though it's in the form of instrumental music, there's no lyrics whatsoever. It's literally just me pouring out my heart. Some of them are covers, but uh, most of them are original songs that were written, some of them produced by myself. And in that moment, I said, you know, I got to put out some music. I didn't have any music out at the time. And everyone's always asking me, well, where's the CD? You got any CDs? And I looked at the CD. I was like, oh, goodness gracious. So I said, you know what? This is the perfect time to do it. And I don't know if you've ever seen, probably haven't, but if you've ever seen the artwork on the actual CD sleeve, on the back side, there's a, it's like a brick road and it's got a flower that's kind of coming out and flourishing out of the middle of that brick road. Yes. And it was so symbolic of, of the, my time and, you know, that I was going through. It was like, you know, even though you have all these obstacles and these treatments and all these different hey. doctors telling you a million different things, you got to do this, you got to do that. You still mm -hmm. rise through the concrete like a beautiful flower. Yes. And that's really where resilience is kind of came from. Hey, come on. You better get that preaching spirit. <laughs> that's your testimony. Come on. I, absolutely. You know, God is good. I, I've always been a believer from, from day one. I got baptized at a very young age. I've always um, been instilled with having faith in God and, and believing that, um, more than anything, when you rely on God, everything for me, at least I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, mm -hmm. when I rely on God, everything turns out way better than if I just inserted myself into it and did things my way. So, yes. so that's, that's really just kind of been my, my mantra. And what I live by is that I, everything comes from God. And, um, even during my cancer battle, my, my favorite scripture was, was Romans chapter eight, verse 28. It said, all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord hey. and are called according to his purpose. And yes. for me, that, that has been my theme for the last four years. It doesn't matter what's going on, whether it's good or bad, everything always turns out for the good because what, if it was bad, it's because you had something that you probably needed to learn or something that you mm -hmm. needed to grow from. And if it was good, well, then, hey, great, God just blessed you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so, Amen. so that's just how I feel about it. And um, I'm just glad to be on the other side of the mountain and experiencing um, the health side of things, the good health, and um, being able to wake up every day and feel good in my body and not have to, 
you know, complain about everything. Absolutely. Amen. So, you know, now, next time I see you, I'm going to want a CD. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, look, I I want it now that we didn't talk about it. I I definitely got you. Absolutely. I'll make sure I have one in hand. But if you're going to be there on October, uh, I believe it's the, it's the third Saturday in October, but I will be there and I will have a CD. If you'll be there, I will have a CD for you. I will not forget because it, it's <laughs> it's it's a cool album. It's really more more of just a it's just a vibe, um, and just has some um, it's kind of like a smooth jazz kind of feel, but with that R and B soul kind of music. So, and it was my first very first project that I ever did that's got original music. So you ain't gonna find no other original music out there surfing the internet <laughs> from me other than through Resilience. Yes. And so now I'll be one of those people. When the next <laughs> album? When you gonna release some new music? That's a great question. I'm I'm working on some new stuff right now, and just really trying to figure out what my sound and direction is right now. And so I've just been experimenting mm-hmm. with a lot of different things. Um, so this next project is probably gonna be a little bit more surprising and a little bit uh, different than what I probably would have normally done. Um, because now I'm kind of in a phase where, you know, I've, I've played covers. I, I play a lot of other people's music, but I want to kind of present who is Ashley, who is Ashley J. Um, uh-huh. and just kind of really doing my own thing and establishing my own sound. So, um, so that's coming. I'm working on it and I'm praying to God that I get it done before the end of this year, but definitely be on the lookout cause it's definitely coming. Absolutely. We look forward to that and we are supporting you here at the black landscape. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ashley, it's been so great to talk to you and like get to know you better, you know, tell our audience where they can find you. Uh, absolutely. So um, I am on, of course, most of the social platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I'm probably on Instagram, Facebook more often than I am on anything else, even though everyone tells, tells me I need to get TikTok, but that's coming. Um, so, but everything is at um, Ashley J. Sachs, and that's A-S-H-L-E-Y, traditional spelling Ashley. I always tease all the Ashleys because I don't want it in that A-S-H, A-S-H-L-E-E, or the L-E-I-G-H stuff. So A-S-H-L-E-Y, J. Sachs, that's all of my tags for everything. Thank you so much. Ashley's links will be in the caption, show notes. So tap in and support Black creativity. Thank you so much again, Ashley, for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. And thank all of you out there for listening and supporting another season. Again, leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts or in the comments of our social media. We always want to hear feedback from you. This has been another episode of The Black Landscape with Andrea Spearman, where Black excellence is always trending.